0: What's so special about Hero Bread's Soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Good boy.
1: It looked like a safe haven from the raging storm. Hmm. It's
2: an odd kind of place. Folks get it from Boris Karloff?
1: Their hosts seemed like the essence of hospitality. Hey, here as loud well as you like. It's wonderful. But appearances can be very deceiving. What's the matter?
3: Afraid of the dog?
1: Yes? Oh, of course not. What's there to be afraid of? How? Oh, don't <laughs> be. you like toys. <laughs> I'm a doll maker. I make the most wonderful toys.
3: Dolls, puppets, soldiers, ballerinas. Nobody wants a doll that's special anymore, that's one of a kind. The weather brings out creativity. It
1: helps me in my work. What kind
2: of work is that? Witchcraft? Welcome to They Called Us A Movie, testing the strength of friendships, one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Called Us A Movie. We're part of the Main Damie Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at themainedamie.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at TheMainDamy. We're also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation, and you can find them at gbnation.com. Welcome back to the They Call This Movie. This is Anthony DelVecchio, and with me, as always, is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, everybody. How's it going?
3: Hey. So uh, throughout this movie, I was just getting nervous about all the D and D minis I have around my office. Uh, they all have pointy swords on them.
2: That was a yeah, good, don't, one, Mark. Don't turn your back on the Mark. That's quality, Mark. That that, that, that made sense to the episode.
1: Yeah.
3: You're
2: you are on the right track, <laughs> sir. <laughs>
3: I'm learning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say real quick before we start the podcast, uh, Philadelphia is kind of growing on me a little bit.
2: Oh, uh, that's, yeah, that's I know. Huge steps. Speaking we'll, of growing,
0: will learning will we'll wonders never cease? Uh, <laughs> uh, Jen and I visited Philadelphia this past weekend for Wizard World Philadelphia, and we were able to meet up with one Mark Myers for dinner on what was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, he took us to a nice uh, Mexican restaurant, and they had a nice vegan burrito. It was very good. Yeah. But yeah, so far, you know, I, I haven't been accosted in Philadelphia, so maybe that's why <laughs> <laughs> I'm. It's kind of growing on me. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind going back, and we're we are all going back to Philadelphia this Sunday for yeah, too many right. games. Yeah, sort of
2: Philadelphia, but so, yeah, just on the yeah. outskirts, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but yes, uh, welcome back for us, uh, this week, uh, we're kind of have two movies coming out that fit in this realm, this fit this movie a Mm -hmm. little bit, uh, this movie, uh, Child's Play and Toy Story 4 come out this week, so, uh, we were deciding, trying to decide whether or not we wanted to do a Child's Play movie, but, uh, we essentially felt like, A, the first one probably too good. Yeah. And B, we really didn't know much of any of the other movies to really make a, a, a judgment call of what would fit most. Uh, like Leprechaun, we kind of knew. Leprechaun goes to space in one. He goes to Vegas in another. We could probably figure out which one we want to do. Um, as far as I know, all the Chucky's kind of run together. Besides, you know, They bring in Jennifer Tilly for Bride yeah. of Chucky, and then she's in there for a few of them. But other than that, I really don't know much about the Child's Play series other than the first one, so we kind of uh, searched a little further, and we came across 1987's Dolls, directed by Stuart Gordon. Um, gentlemen, uh, what are what's your take on Dolls going into and coming out of? Uh, I had seen, I've never seen the movie,
0: but I've heard about it. I've seen, it's usually during Halloween time, and Anthony can attest to this when, we're all fans of real shitty horror movies, so this is always something that's one of the options for me. And I just never got around to watching it for some reason. It, it didn't look appealing, but that's what this podcast is for. So now it gives me an excuse to watch these movies, and I'm kind of glad that I did. It's This is right up my alley.
3: Okay. Mark, yeah. what about you? Yeah, um... As with most things horror, if you listen to this podcast enough, I didn't have much experience or even or even know about it. Um, but uh, I uh, trust your guys' instincts, and also I have seen Puppet Master, so I was like, Oh, if this is just a like a poor man's Puppet Master, then you know maybe it'll be entertaining. But I really had no expectations going in, um, which probably turned out to be the reason why I was a little slow on the uptake with it.
2: Okay, are you saying you weren't a huge
3: fan of it? Uh well, the it, it took a little while. Kind of like last week's movie, um where I think at a certain point, I think I looked at the time because it was boring me a bit and um and then it was like about 35 40 minutes something like that, and then all of a sudden, you know, the the action began and that was when I started to go, "Okay, okay, I can get this kind of this kind of weird and strange, but um yeah the the first the first half of it really was having me look at my phone too much and stuff like that
2: interesting uh it's interesting you said you uh looked at your watch because this clocks in at a very uh very speedy an hour and seventeen minutes
1: yes so, um,
2: <laughs> surprising also I'm waiting for the movie that we have where you finally finally don't try and meet a movie halfway mark <laughs> I think you always. Try and and find the silver lining in a movie, which is admirable. But there's gonna be a movie one day that we're gonna come across that you that you let it fly. <laughs> well, Mark, I
1: absolutely hate.
2: Mark is the yeah. inventor of the
0: 7.3, the, the 7.1. <laughs> so he he's always. I don't want to say he's wishy-washy, because not, Mark's not a wishy-washy guy. But I think he's just too kind. Right. Yeah. He like I said, he needs
2: to he meets the filmmakers halfway. He yeah. tries to he tries to figure out why they they made certain decisions, and yeah. then there's gonna there's gonna be a time, and hopefully it's before episode 100, where mm. you're just like <laughs> it, will, it
3: will be episode 100, there is, 100, then I'll just there is
2: the no redeeming there is no redeeming aspects to this movie. <laughs> I think we I think Dan and I have both had moments of that.
0: Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, last, last week.
2: Last week for Dan. It's been it's been a bit for me, I think Left Behind was one where I let I uh let it fly and I think Jack and Jill was another one where I didn't mask my disdain that, for it.
3: That may have been the closest I came.
2: Yeah. Where's Jack uh, and Jill? But for dolls, I uh I I don't I wouldn't say I love this movie, but I do enjoy it. Uh I watched this first time when I was in college. I had a roommate who was probably even more of a gore hound than either myself or Dan. Um, and he had this DVD for some reason. Um, so we watched it one day and it was like, all right, this is a fine movie. Um, and then I actually watched it again last year, I believe, for 31 Days of Horror. Give it a six and a half. Uh, yeah, 2018. Uh, and that's kind of where, uh, that's probably where I, I, I land on this movie. It, it's kind of... It's kind of silly. Uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, it revels in its absurd plot a little bit um, and tells a tight, tight story that doesn't uh, doesn't wear it out. It's welcome for too much. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It,
0: at the beginning of the episode, you mentioned how we were considering doing a child's play movie, and we talked obviously through text messages. And you were asking my opinion, are are the Child's Play movies, like the later ones, Seed of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, I think was the – pardon me, I think was the one that you pinpointed. Was it really worth doing an episode on? And to me, the the Child's Play movies and the later movies, they're bad movies, but they don't take themselves – they they take themselves seriously. Mm -hmm. And the overall – aspect of a killer doll should never be taken too seriously and that's what this movie does it doesn't take itself too seriously but it to me it's it's a good setting you have the haunted house setting the the atmosphere is pretty good at times especially in the beginning you got the storm raging in the background you have the creepy old couple and you don't know if they're up to no good or anything like that the actors are kind of touch and go but Again, it's it's not being taken seriously. Ralph is really over the top, and it it kind of plays well, and the same thing with the parents.:
2: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's very uh, kind of exaggerated a little bit, almost operatic at times of their of their performances. Um, unsubtle is a, is a word to, word to use when uh, uh, describing the performance of this and I think it works to its advantage. yeah, I agree.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think Mark. the best job in the movie um, for that that point is is definitely the the older couple because I, I especially uh, think of the interaction between her and the younger um, uh, girls and it just seemed like she was never like those girls thought they could intimidate her and talk around her and just the way she you know delivered those lines never seemed phased and you could see you know sort of had that little creepy vibe. Um, given off, and it was it was well done without without being too much of a um, you know wink nod nod. you know it was very played a little bit more straight. maybe that's just how I read it um, and just the way she delivered the lines and that kind of made it a little more a little more creepy for me.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah, uh, this was uh, directed by Stuart Gordon, a horror legend in his own right. Uh, director of movies such as Castle Freak, Reanimator, and From Beyond. Uh, This was actually filmed around the same time as From Beyond, but it was released about a year later because of the time it took for them to do stop-motion animation. Uh, This has an IMDb score of 6.4, which is sort of right in line with the Rotten Tomatoes score, which is about 62. Uh, It was written by Ed Naha, uh, who his next biggest credit was uh, Honey, We Shrunk the Kids. He wrote oh. that story. Oh, interesting. Wow. So he, he yeah. actually has a couple big names to his credit, huh? So he's got Honey, we shrunk the Honey, I shrunk the kids, uh, and then all the movies that uh, followed. He has characters by credits. That's um, his biggest. Uh, I think he's got maybe a puppet master in there somewhere. Um, but his biggest thing, other than this, was Honey, I shrunk the kids.
3: Nah, no, he didn't. He didn't do Honey, I blew up the kids.
2: No, he didn't write the scripts, but they take <laughs> his characters. Uh, this movie stars Ian Patrick Williams, uh, Carolyn Purdy Gordon, who is the wife of Stuart Gordon, uh, Carrie Lorraine as Judy, which would be her last film role. Uh, she was playing the seven year old Judy. Uh, she did not like acting, so she quit and uh, eventually became a criminal defense lawyer. Nice. Wow. stars Guy Rolfe, Stephen Lee, and Bunty Bailey, who is the actress featured in Aha's Take on Me video. Ah, so we we have some names here. Uh, nobody else that you'd really know. Um, ev- everyone seems to have, have uh, carved out uh, a nice career. They've been active throughout the throughout the years. Um, no one's been in things too big. Carolyn Purdy Gordon always winds up in Stuart Gordon's movies. Um, and I guess <laughs> Guy Rolfe. Uh, he's an older actor. He's, you know, he, he made a name for himself before this movie ever came out. Uh, Stephen Lee acted, uh, pretty regularly until I believe he passed away in 2014, uh, 2014 or 2015. Um, who, he played Ralph. 2014.
3: Yeah. The, the only thing I kept thinking is that the, uh, the part of Rosemary, if they remade this would be played from the, uh, the girl from the Goonies that is now still acting. Um, I don't know her name. Um, she's been on TV a whole bunch recently. I
2: know who you're talking about. I can't remember yeah. her name.
3: But yeah, that, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw that actress. I was like, oh, okay. I, I, I see a resemblance here. Sure.
0: Stephen Steven Lee was a native New Jerseyan. Born he in was. Englewood. Uh, oh, not Englewood. Cliff's just Englewood. Nice. So there you go.
2: I believe Ed Naha also.
0: Uh, Stephen Lee writer. RoboCop 2, Burlesque. So he was in some things.
2: Yeah, like I said, they uh, they were bit parts here and there, but they yep. most most of them uh, appeared pretty regularly.
3: Nice. Yeah,
2: writer Ed Naha is from Linden, New Jersey. Ah, oh, so not too far from where I am right now. There you go. It's uh, Jersey pride in this movie. Maybe, he's, in Italy.
0: maybe he's still there, and I could go find him. <laughs> he's probably dead, <laughs> isn't he?
2: Uh according to his uh, his body, he's still alive. Oh, okay, right.
0: so now I gotta go. I, I will seek him out. They called this a movie There you go
2: Network that Let's get an interview with Ed Naha we we, that,
0: That's what we got to reach out for uh, Geek Vibe Nation <laughs> Our first interview will be Ed Naha
2: <laughs> Hey whatever gets us off the ground Got to bust there that we, first nut yeah, we, we
0: start somewhere right Everyone starts from somewhere
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah so What do you say We get into the plot All right. I like it Alright so we start with some super creepy doll head credits as we uh, go through all the uh, the names are accompanied by creepy doll heads against black background. Once we get through that, we get a shot of British countryside, a couple of punk rock punk rock chick hitchhikers almost get hit by a fancy car. That's when we find we are introduced to our main family It's a rich family, um, David, Rosemary, uh, and Judy. Judy is the stepdaughter of Rosemary. This is David's second marriage, and Rosemary is the one with all the money. Uh, They're driving along, uh, and all of a sudden, a sudden downpour occurs, and their car gets stuck in the mud. Through this scene, we kind of realize that um, Rosemary isn't a regular stepmom. She's an evil stepmom. Yes. She hates Judy with all her heart as does David. David is yeah, not a big fan of Judy. It's pretty uncomfortable
0: throughout the movie yeah. how much yeah. they hate this girl and she's super sweet.
3: Yeah, there yeah. there's a moment that gets brushed over later that probably wouldn't play well in 2019.
2: Uh he I guess he's kind of pissed off because he's losing his summer because uh that's part of his divorce settlement is that he gets the kid for the summer and she's ruining his uh his vacation more or less. Um, so it's downpouring, and car stuck in the mud, and it's going nowhere. Luckily, they find a, a country home not too far away, um, and so they head towards there and hopefully get shelter on the way the yeah. girl, Judy. What, Mark?
3: No, no, I was, I, was, I, was, I was just agreeing with you. Okay. okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so on the way, uh, they have to hike through the forest to get to the house, and the girl... Brings her teddy bear in tow. And uh, the evil stepmom mom gets pissed off about it. Takes the teddy bear and throws it into the woods. Saying she's basically uh, too old to be ha- playing with toys, I guess. Because she's yeah. seven. You know, seven-year-olds got to grow up. Her imagination runs
0: wild, apparently. She sees, right. you know, fairies and goblins and whatnot.
2: Yeah. So this little girl gets upset. So she envisions uh, Teddy coming to life as an enormous teddy bear, and mauling her dad and stepmom to death. I I was hoping that was real. I was like, oh, wow, this this movie's really
0: off to a running start right now. Because <laughs> the, the death, or not, the mauling was actually sort of graphic. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting it for this type of movie. I think the bear rips off the stepmother's arm, and the, the father gets, you know, gashed across the face pretty brutally. I It caught my attention. Sure.
2: Yeah, there are, so... There are brief, like, this is kind of, it kind of feels most part, like, this is a movie, this could be, like, a first movie you show a kid, like, a first horror movie yes. that you could show a kid. But there are those moments where it gets violent, and I think part of that is kind of um, a main uh, holdover from the fact that they, they kind of flip-flopped a little bit on how gory they are going to make this. Um. Originally, it wasn't that gory, according to the IMDb Trivia, so they had written some scenes to add to the gore, and then when they got to the editing room, they realized that it was probably not the right way to go, so then they removed some of that. So I'm assuming some of these parts that are a little more gory are kind of holdovers from an attempt to make them uh, make the movie gory at one point. I, I think you're right. Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry.
3: I was going to say that makes sense, because that first scene... Stands out from the rest of the movie entirely mm-hmm. in terms of the the way death is dealt with.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I agree because the other deaths in the movie are very tame compared yeah. to that, uh, I guess, imaginary death scene. Yeah. So, but still at the same time, I think that some of them were kind of creative in a way. I mean, it's I nothing that you haven't seen before, yeah. but it just to, – to me, it was still for – I wasn't expecting – these types of, of
2: gore sure yep. so uh, she snaps out of it and she, unfortunately uh, she was envision she was imagining that the whole time um, and no one gets mauled by a bear in real life. So uh, they approach the house doesn't seem to be anybody home they knock on the on the front door nobody's answering. they do manage to find a door that leads to the cellar that's wide open uh, so they retreat in there to try and get away from the storm. Uh, the cellar is kind of uh, run down and abandoned. It's filled with boxes and cobwebs, generally unkempt. Um, then they get surprised, by the homeowners uh, appear with a gun drawn. It's a creepy old couple, uh, and they realize that the house is full of dolls and toys. Um, at first, the homeowners are kind of standoffish with these people um, because they obviously they more or less broke into their house, but then they uh, realize that they're just trying to wait out the storm, and they offer them a hot meal.
3: Yeah, they, and, and also but, it seems like their uh, attitude changes when they see Judy.
2: Yes, they're very sure. they're very taken with her. Yes, that's true. They they do en- enjoy having a, a child in the house. Um, it's, it's kind of like kind of red, rich... red flags if you think about it at first. Sure. Yeah. They never explore that more because there's a there's another scene later where we see Hillary, um, who is the the, the woman the, the woman that owns the house. Um, she is pushing a baby carriage down the hallway. That was a little out of place, I thought. That uh, has a, a baby doll in it. Um, it's a little weird. Like obviously this movie's weird, um, but it's weird for the movie itself. Like we never, like you, you feel like there's like a backstory there where. You know, maybe they weren't able to have children, so, um, you okay. know, they, or they lost feels one of like their kids. They lost one of their kids. It feels like there's something there that never gets explored, or maybe it was and it got cut, um, but there are subtle remnants of that. So it would be interesting to know if that existed, because it feels like that's going in that direction, but it never comes up. Um, while at dinner, Gabriel uh, mentions that he's a doll maker, um, and he has some weird... Conversations about the storm happens to be magic, sto- a magic storm, bringing upon the longest night in the world. Which I don't know what. No one really knows what that means. Um,
0: it's the uh, the White Walkers are coming, I think.
2: Yeah, it's very very Game of Thrones ish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he's a doll maker, and he bemoans the fact that nobody nobody wants any special toys anymore. They just want everything that's mass produced. And he has a moment where he but moans that, and uh, he sees Judy doesn't have a toy with her, which he finds odd, and she mentions that she accidentally left Teddy behind at uh, Rosemary's uh, beckoning to demand that she doesn't hide to tell her that, tell Gabriel that she threw it in the woods. Um, while they're at dinner, uh, those hitchhikers that almost got hit by the car uh, arrive with Ralph, and um, Trying to again wait out the storm. Uh, Hitchhiker's names are Isabel and Edid. Um, Ralph is kind of a uh, uh, how would you describe him? Damn, he's a man child. I would yeah. say he he, he kind of reminded
0: me of Bobby Moynihan.
2: Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like that.
0: That's what he kind of re- he looked like and reminded me of his his uh, overreactions to things. Sure. But he, he's a little he, befuddled. He's a decent guy though. Yeah. Right. He, I mean,
3: he kinda of reminded me of the grown up son in a League of their own.
0: Well <laughs> <laughs> what other movies was that guy in? He was in a few movies.
3: He was
2: in Pee We've we've had him on we've talked about him on yeah. this podcast. I that's forget right. what movie it
0: was, but he was featured in one of our oh, movies. He was he in uh oh, Teen Ernest Wolf goes 2. back to Oh, that, Teen that's Teen Wolf Two
2: Teen Wolf yeah. Two. Yep. Okay. He was in Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf Two and
0: uh Pee Wee's Big Adventure. There you go. I didn't know if he was in. Ernest goes back to school because that's something he would totally have been in. <laughs> that's true, but I, mean, I, I think, think that's Will do. Sasso.
2: Either right. way, but yeah, I could see that.
0: That's a pretty yeah. good one too. Yeah,
2: he certainly befuddled. He's kind of uh, easily embarrassed. The girls start talking about you know sexual innuendos, and he you know gets flustered a little bit. Um... I, I I didn't like the choice of making them British. The two women, okay. We, because it, it's never said where they're vacationing, right? Um, I took it as the English countryside, but it's yeah. it's Europe at least. Yeah, um, yeah, because of the car. The car, the the driver's on the wrong
0: side. Right, so then that makes complete sense then, because I was gonna say then why? I, I thought they they were kind of like an East Bumblefuck USA. Like, well, why are these two British chicks just hanging out in America? in the middle of nowhere. But since if it's the English countryside, then obviously, yes, that makes much more sense.
2: Yeah. I assumed it was English countryside also because, uh, Gabriel and Hillary are also British and they would, you know, they've lived there forever. So I would assume that they weren't okay. living there forever in America. Okay. And also because of, Oh, cause, uh, interest of full disclosure, Dan, for the first 10 minutes of this, this podcast was finishing this movie. So you might've missed it. Um, what what did they say? They meant, so at the end of the movie the uh, Gabriel and Hillary Gaslight um, Judy and Ralph and they mentioned that uh, the dad told said for Ralph to bring Judy back to her mom and that he would pay for plane tickets back to Boston Ah, oh, that, that's right I do yeah. remember that, okay so she, That's when they were in bed and they were getting ready to they mentioned it a couple times, then, right? They they did mention that they just wanted to kind of like ship her back, ship her ship her back, and the, have yeah. the summer all to themselves, right? Very selfish to Boston,
3: people, you would
2: say. Yes, yep. ship them off to
0: Boston. Uh, okay, so then, never mind my critique on that. So it makes perfect sense. <laughs> perfect. Sense. You know, and I was, I even thought to myself, I noticed the very first thing I noticed was the driving. You know, the steering wheel was on the other side of the car. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe they just had a like a, a fancy car because they're rich. And then mm-hmm. at the very end, Ralph is also driving a very, you know, an older model car with the steering wheel on the opposite side. So I probably yeah. should have put two and two together there.
2: Was yeah. that his car at the end?
0: I don't know. They don't say. Because, because it,
2: ha- I don't know how he got those two hitchhikers in that in, car. It only sat two.
0: In the beginning... What was it? in the beginning, the, was it uh, David, the father? Yeah, he mentions like, oh, we couldn't have gotten the Roy, uh, the Rolls,
2: right? That Which, that was that was definitely not the same car that that Ralph drives off in because no. that one was that had a, a back seat. This one doesn't. Okay, yeah.
0: um, and I, I also thought to myself when they get stuck in the, the mud, a Rolls Royce isn't going to matter there. So probably I, don't probably
2: know, not. Right? Yeah. I don't
0: understand yeah. why he's complaining about it. Is it just taking the time to be a, a loser and just bitch and yeah. moan about it?
3: Yeah, I, I guess it's another way to rub in that they were rich enough that they could have gotten the role yeah. that they wanted to.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. The,
3: uh, the one main thing that confused me here um, is I realized that I can never pinpoint uh, the time in the 80s with style because without looking at the time this movie came out, and the way this dressed, I'm like, oh, this must be like a mid to early 80s movie, you know.
2: <laughs> it was post-Madonna era.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, ah, okay. And then, then you mentioned the take on me. Or I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe maybe I'm just misaligning my years of the 80s. Well, I,
0: I thought this was early 90s. I thought it was like 90, 91. <laughs> it's yeah. it's uh, tough to tell.
2: The fashion worn by Enid and Isabel were inspired by Madonna, who was often photographed sporting the same boy toy belt yeah. that Cassie Stewart Sewart wears in the film.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah. For some reason, That's I always where... thought she was earlier then, but I guess 87 would have been her heyday. Yeah.
2: And Bunty Bailey was in Take On Me two years prior. Yeah. I love that name, Bunty Bailey. Bunty Bailey. Got that nice alliteration. How, how, uh, do, you,
0: how do we get her on the podcast?
2: I don't know, I'll just have to ask. she is she is the, uh, featured in the greatest music video of all time.
0: That is a good yeah. one. I, I, I'm not gonna say greatest of all time, but it's a good one. All right. Well, be
2: wrong, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it wouldn't be the last time.
2: All right, back to the movie. Uh, yeah. so everybody, so Isabel, Enid, and Ralph show up, and everyone uh, stays the night to weather the storm. Uh, David and Rosemary have their own room. Uh, Judy's going to have her own. Uh, Enid and Isabel get shown to their room. Uh, this is where Isabel, we find out that the plan was to rob Ralph the whole time. Uh, so did,
3: um, did you mention what? about the, the doll that they gave her?
2: Oh, I did be, not. Be um,
3: just the reason why they probably named the character Judy.
2: Right. Well, uh, uh, Punching yes. In. So, uh, Gabriel, uh, when he realizes that Judy doesn't have a doll, he gives her a punch doll, punch and Judy, get it. Um, Mm -hmm. Which has a
3: whole other connotation to it, because isn't, like, part of the thing is that he hits Judy, punch. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They beat
0: each other up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Um, it's, basically, it's those, uh, it's not vaudevillian, right? It's, uh, like, medieval kind of, uh, punch and Judy. Doll. Yeah, I don't
2: know. I don't know where they originate from, but yeah, it's it's got it has a long history. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was something that you saw
0: in like medieval times on the streets and I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe not medieval, but maybe like 17th century. Yeah. So yeah, maybe Victorian era. Yeah. Um. So Dave and Rosemary go to their room. Edith and Isabel are dancing in their room to shitty rock and roll music. This uh, <laughs> is pretty shitty. I agree. While they're while they're on the tour of the house, Gabriel shows Ralph and Judy his workshop. Um. Ralph hears some voices from the story room as they walk past, and Ralph kind of reminisces about his dad, uh, creating the story for Toy Story. Uh, <laughs> uh, That's dad.
0: 100% what it was, right? The yep. the the it, essentially he believed toys were alive when he wasn't around. Yep. So toys are loyal, according to the older gentleman. What was his name again? Uh, Gabriel. 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 Yes.
3: Yes. Yeah. So so that is pretty much where that movie was inspired from.
2: Yes, this pretty is girl. exactly where it came from. This is this movie inspired Toy Story. Yep. Probably. It, once again, Rex are ripping off other Ugh. people's ideas. When will we learn? Man, give them credit, you cowards. <laughs> uh, this is kind of just showing Ralph is a kid at heart. He kind of still still has a special place in his heart for toys and stuff like that, which is important come the end. Um, then we cut to Hillary going to the hitchhiker's to give them some clothes to sleep in. Um, They have a conversation, Isabel's, like, prying about, you know, are any of these uh, things in this room antiques because she's planning to steal
3: it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, And then the the old woman just plays it straight. Like, she doesn't know what um, Isabel's planning, even though it's pretty obvious what she's doing.
2: Yeah, yeah. She's not She's not making it – she's not being subtle about, hey, are, are these – these are pretty valuable, huh? Huh? Yeah. yeah. She, it's kind of
0: dumb how she doesn't – they don't even try to hide – that's the, like what Anthony said about this movie. It's not subtle at all mm-hmm. and any – the acting not subtle and obviously here it's like, oh, so would you say that these are worth something? Well, yeah, you know, the people who care about things handcrafted. But money-wise, is it worth anything? <laughs> like,
3: yeah, these,
0: you might as well have just come out and said, I'm planning on robbing you right now. Yeah,
3: yeah. these these antiques, it'd be a shame if they were missing.
0: <laughs> it's the uh, that meme, Right, these are lovely antiques you have here. Would be a shame if, and it zooms in on her face, someone were to take them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think that's part of Isabel's character of like she's not being subtle because she doesn't care, and she's like, "What are you gonna do? You're an old woman."
1: Right. Yeah. Um,
2: and also it's kind of part of Stuart Gordon. I mean, Reanimator is anything but subtle. <laughs> <laughs> no it's very on the nose with even uh, even from beyond even like all the, all those things are just like from the performances just to the the content is is overt and unsubtle <laughs> so i mean that's really right up his alley um but then uh judy goes to her room and uh we have a scene of David and Rosemary talking, as we mentioned, of uh, planning to dump Judy off on her mom so they can basically spend Rosemary's money. Um, at this point, everyone kind of is retired to their rooms. Isabel sneaks out of her room to go around and steal some stuff, while Judy reads Hansel and Gretel and she goes to get something to drink. Isabel finds herself in like a study. And she starts uh, putting shit in her bag, trying to try and steal it, and then she, all of a sudden, her feet get pulled out from under her, and she starts getting dragged. Uh, at this moment, we have the faintest nipple shot. Uh, yep. Oh, I missed it. It is there.
0: Damn it! I have to but, go back now.
2: Uh, in all fairness, areola shot. Not, yeah. Not a full, not a full nipple. <laughs> I mean, never mind. It's not worth my time then. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you could probably just find screen caps. Okay. Um, she gets dragged around the, on the floor and slammed headfirst into a wall, and then kind of she crawls out of the room. That's where Judy sees her. Uh, she reaches for Judy's help. Uh, Judy extends her hand, and before they could, she can grab her. Uh, she gets dragged off down the hall and then behind a, a door. So and. this was the stark contrast that we were talking about earlier,
0: where you know Mr. Teddy rips apart her parents, Judy's parents, and then uh, we see this one. It's just kind of like a I don't even know how to how would you describe it. It's just very it's lackadaisical. Very yeah, it's basically the camera just going forward and backwards, forwards and backwards, and then just putting a little blood on the uh, yeah. on the actress. So it's it's not a very this would probably rank like a, a low on a scale of ten this is probably like a two whereas Teddy yeah. was you know seven eight it's pretty mm-hmm. cool so it's very inconsistent this movie
2: yeah this one's a this one's a, a little bit weaker of a of a kill scene um, I think just in general blunt force trauma is not is not an exciting exciting kill in a horror movie um, but. Uh, Unless it's like uh, the leather face just slamming with, slamming someone with a meat cleaver or right. like I, a meat tenderizer.
0: Right, and there's definitely ways to do blunt force trauma in an interesting way, but just ramming someone's head into a floorboard, it, it doesn't really pique my my bloodlust, I guess. Yeah, there's a, a little
2: slapstickiness to it. Yeah, I think maybe that's what they were going for in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Judy runs off to find her parents. And her dad's a real dick to her. He's like, "I'm sick and tired of your fucking stories. Get out of my get out of my room. I'm done. You go away. You're going yeah. to your mom. Next chance I get, to pawn you off on her." Yeah, so, he's
0: again. He's not. He's a little a drunk.
2: Idiot. He's a little drunk at this point. Um, yeah. you could tell by his slight sl- slurs of the words. And uh, so she leaves. Ralph uh, is reading in bed, and he gets creeped out by a clown doll that's right there next to his bed so he tries to uh, roll over to go to sleep he gets uh, woken up by judy he touches his foot so he freaks out because he thinks it's doll touching him and she tells him the full story that he saw isabel get dragged um and something attacked her she's she's calling it elves um the elves got her um and he yeah. is just kind of he's kind of brushing her off like you know what, uh, it's it's fine. You're you're imagining things. She'll be we'll go look for her in the morning. Uh, so she's about to leave when he notices that her slippers are covered in blood. So he's like, all right, I guess you're you're telling the truth to some degree. So we might as well go investigate. Um, they go off walking around uh the halls. At some point they get separated. Um, they eventually meet back up in which they find a blood streak that's leading up to the attic they go up to the attic they don't really see anything although um, we do get glimpses of Isabel up, yep. up in the attic but Ralph and Judy are unable to notice her um, Ralph is headed back down the steps when he gets tripped and gets bit and falls down the steps by tripped down the steps by the dolls um, and he gets like a, a wound on his foot. Uh, he, he thinks he's bitten by a rat. Yeah. So um they go off he goes off to warn the others about the fact that Isabel has is gone missing, something's happened to her, um, it wakes up the, it wakes up uh Enid and the parents and then gets accused of rape, murder, and pedophilia in a span of ten seconds.
3: <laughs> it, it, it was
2: not a good situation for Ralph to be in. Yeah. It
3: it is a great um series of um Unfortunate Dialogue. events, you know, where <laughs> yeah. nothing he said was making the situation any better. Yeah,
2: he first he gets accused of doing something to uh, Isabel. Isabel, then he gets accused of doing something to Judy, and uh, it, it's, it's it's not a great situation for for Ralph. It, it's funny
0: because Enid accuses Ralph of murdering Isabel after. Isabel. After he tried to come on to Isabel, meanwhile mm-hmm. Isabel and Enid were planning on robbing him blind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it would essentially be their, I guess, their comeuppance in a way. Uh, and I mean, de- in I fairness, the yeah.
2: the level isn't isn't quite the same.
0: <laughs> it, it, in terms of. Uh, in terms of horror movies I guess maybe it sure. would be more up their right. alley but and then David doesn't even care about his daughter now all of a sudden he's all about it but yeah. then again again a grown man touching a child would warrant that even from I hope the coldest heart yeah so um, again it's just a little it's just a little iffy that's all <laughs> everyone's coming um, down on uh everyone's
2: coming down on Ralph and he these people are the shitty people not Ralph yeah Um, so David tries to pull Judy back into their room. Uh, she gets upset. She, she says, Ralph didn't do anything. He's my friend. Leave him alone. She runs off. Her dad chases after him, after her. Um, she drops her punch doll and, uh, he retrieves it and he tries to get her to come out by trying to destroy, threatening to destroy the doll, which he attempts to do. The doll does bite him and, uh, runs off without, you know, disappears from, from underneath them, and, uh, and the dad goes looking for it, um, Ralph then runs into Gabriel, uh, who's woken up, uh, Gabriel says the blood was actually paint, and assures him that nothing is wrong, he's, he's imagining things, uh, he's listening to Judy, who's saying that they're elves, and obviously, as an adult, he should know that that's ridiculous, <laughs> uh, and then he'll say if you know if she's not if she's not back by breakfast we'll go find her and he walks off. Um, from there Enid locks herself in the room in her room, afraid of Ralph. Um, but then something breaks the stereo and she's being basically stared at by a bunch of dolls, so she freaks out. So she goes to uh she leaves her room going to look for Isabel. At this point Ralph and Judy meet up in the kitchen and uh, they start talking and then punch talks to Ralph for the first time. Um, He kind of tipping off that he knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
3: It's one of those where, um, and, and, you know, it comes into play later too, um, that, you know, the only two that sort of have an assemblance of what's going on is the child mm. and the child at heart.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So from there we have seen with Rosemary is in bed. All of a sudden, there are a whole bunch of dolls swarm upon her, and she's getting stabbed and bit by a bunch of dolls. Uh, This is some A plus stop motion work. Um, Yes, I was going to ask you guys if we could talk about stop motion work at one point because it's surprisingly good. It's really well done. Um, So uh, the amount of time it took, I guess it took like close to a year to do, was definitely well well worth it because this is pretty flawless. In terms of, you know, it's not it's not exactly like like a film productions quality like the yeah. Kubo and the Two Strings and the, and those movies, but for the 80s, it's pretty excellent.
3: Yeah, and there's only one moment where it looked a little off, and and that's pretty good for the amount of it that's in this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought they they give the dolls facial expressions. They they, they move pretty smoothly. I suppose yeah. like it's not you know obviously if we're the the example I'm gonna use is King Kong where it's a little stiff but that's not obviously nineteen thirty three here everything moves a little smoother and again it, it's, I'm not gonna say it's super believable, but right. f- going into this type of movie you don't expect that kind
2: of production value
0: mm-hmm. and it, it's a pleasant surprise
2: yeah no it's 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 a it's solid work um yeah. No, that's that's really much, not much more I could say. But besides that, mm-hmm. um, it's it's kind of a combination of stop motion and puppet puppetry. There's some pup, just standard puppets there too. Yeah. But uh, no, it it all really works. I mean, for a movie about dolls uh, that come to life and kill people, it it does the job. I I would say it was better than
0: uh, Toy Soldier.
2: if you ever saw uh, Toy Soldier? Is it small soldiers
0: or Toy small Sol- soldier? Yeah, small soldier. I'm sorry. I think it was was done better than Small Soldiers. Gotcha.
2: I I haven't seen that movie in like 25 years. Uh, It's okay. I I, I, I
0: don't want to get too into that, but their stop motion, I I know a lot of it was computer animated as
2: well, but Mm
0: -hmm. this looked better to me.
2: Nice. I like it. Yeah. Uh, So Rosemary, she gets cornered by the dolls. She tries to escape through the hallway they're on one side of her. They're on the other side of her. Um, so she decides to jump through the window to get she out. Ma-
0: she makes a very weird choice there, I think.
2: Yeah. I feel she, like she, she could she have easily. some ground, too.
0: <laughs> she could have easily jumped over the toys on the one side of the hallway leading yeah. down the
2: stairs. That is true because she, in order to jump out the window, she has to jump over dolls anyway. Right. Yeah. So she could have just went towards the stairs, jumped over that set of dolls.
0: Fairly easily too. It's not like there was a, a whole mass of dolls. There was just maybe a no. oh, one line, not even
2: a couple feet back. It's very simple. You could you could probably just step over them, pretty much, or you could have just like you know push through them, kick them, kick them around. <laughs> this is the one thing I'll never. When I was a kid, full disclosure,
0: I was terrified of child's play. Chucky scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. Because I grew up with two sisters and they all had dolls. So, mm-hmm. Like Mark was saying, he has to watch out for his D&D minis now. Uh, now that I'm – and even when I was a little – like in my teenage years and I got over that fear, to, if you ever are overpowered by dolls, you deserve to die. Because <laughs> those things weigh about you know, – they're less than a pound, I'd imagine. Yeah. You should be able to flick them with no problem. So if, sure. if you were to die from that – I have no pity for you.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the, what would you rather have, like a 100 duck-sized horses or one duck-sized horse? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or one, one horse-sized, horse-sized duck. duck. Yeah. Who would you rather, like, beat up or get attacked by? I mean, right. you always but, pick the small, You always pick the duck-sized horses.
0: What, yeah. what was the one, uh, would you rather be attacked by uh, 10 100-year-olds or one hundred ten year olds. It was something along those lines. think <laughs> so, the one hundred year olds. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because you know you go in low on them, and yeah. because they have bad knees, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah. And
0: then you know some, I'm sure some of their hearts will give out just from the sheer excitement. Yeah. So you're probably cutting out ten to twenty of that just from heart failure.
2: So you're yeah. looking good. Yeah. And those and those ten year olds, there could have been a kid that had hit a growth spurt. You'd be dealing with a sick You go be. You could be dealing with a plus sixer on your hands. Endless energy. A ten years old. <laughs> That's endless true. Endless energy. Some, they're some never of them. Stop.
0: Some of them are. You know, certain things are starting to drop on them. So they're yeah. they're getting that strength going. They're getting yeah. you know ball dropping strength. And I don't have the energy to deal with that. Nope. Just pure hormones. Yeah. I mean, I'm 32. I'm in decent shape. I, I think the, the 10-year-olds
2: would take me out pretty quickly. Yeah. Don't want to deal with the, uh, uh, an avalanche of 10-year-olds. No. Yeah. It, it wouldn't end well. <laughs>
0: well for, for Anthony, it would be fighting babies. Yeah. Or, or, or those uh, babies have it coming. It was, I, I want to explain to the listeners just real quick, and we'll get back. <laughs> you uh, made
3: an inside joke?
0: Yes, but I, but unlike <laughs> you, Mark. Total I,
3: Mark move.
0: But unlike Mark, <laughs> I'm going to explain it to the audience Whereas just Mark just yeah, when Mark just says it and then just hopes for the best. <laughs> when when right when Anthony and I met each other, we would kind of hang out uh, around the local mall, waiting for our other friends to be done with work, so that we could all hang out and have a good time. So at the mall, Anthony would always get the stare down from children, usually ranging from you know one year old to like five years old. <laughs> And he would always make the remark, like, I think that kid wants to fight me. <laughs> so so what I'm getting at is Anthony would not have to worry about fighting 100-year-olds or 10-year-olds. He'd be fighting 5-year-olds or 2-year-olds. And so I would, would win, him Yeah, you would. I would them. win.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'd kick him, <laughs> kicking him across the room. <laughs> which, which brings me back to my original
0: idea, you should never lose to dolls or 2-year-olds. That's, right. that's true.
2: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> so
0: we're all in true. agreement. Now that we've uh, outlined outlined our plan for fighting two year olds, continue to the, uh, the rest of the movie. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, so then Enid goes looking for Isabel. Uh, she's in the hallway and she has to hide from Hillary, who is pushing a baby carriage down the hall that just has a single doll in it and should sing into it. Um, again, we mentioned this is a little weird because there's no no context similar to this. Uh, she winds up. Uh, going up to the attic and this is where she finds Isabel. She finds Isabel with her eyes removed and uh, her eyes have been replaced by doll eyes, which is yeah. a pretty pretty decent scene. Um, it's well done. It's kind of creepy. it's kind of it it harkens back to the uh, the poster. Um, but this is a pretty cool scene with with her eyes being replaced by doll's eyes. it's kind of it's super creepy um, but it's interesting.
0: And then would you say now this just continues the theme of inconsistency?
2: yeah, this is this is probably one of the more memorable and one of the more graphic moments of the movie.
0: yeah, it, it was cool. like I figured they had done something to her face. I didn't realize that they were turning them into mm-hmm. dolls. yeah, so I, I thought that was a nice little surprise.
2: yeah. um I believe, according to IMDB, the movie was sold based on the poster. And just a kind of a brief outline of what the movie was about. They and then the production company or the producer bought it, funded the movie with the just the insistence that the poster art would correlate to the scene to a scene in the film in some way. So that's why we got okay. this scene, uh, and it's worth it. I think it's yeah. a pretty cool scene. Yeah, uh, it's one of the most memorable scenes of the movie. So
0: I was going to say you don't really get anything like that again unfortunately i was hoping you would see maybe how they would make them into a doll
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, unfortunately you don't you don't really get that yeah it's also kind of inconsistent about the magic of the movie i guess in a way
3: the, the amount of time
2: basically. the amount of time it takes and, ha- and the process that goes into it I and mean, we don't need to get into it because turning people into oh, spoiler alert turning people into dolls is not real no. so not yet we'll just let we'll just let this movie do its thing um so uh but as uh, uh Enid starts to get attacked by some of the dolls, she manages to fight a bunch of them off uh first by burning a few and then by whipping out her boy toy belt and starts <laughs> smacking a few around um it's super creepy because all the dolls have skeletons inside them yep uh, but... that, that was kind of a disappointment. I was. Some of them are skeletons and then some of them are like gremlins, I think. Um, it, it's because some of them are green. Some of them are green. I, I was just assuming it was sort of decomposition. Yeah, like mummification. Okay. Yeah. Because that's kind of – I would rather it just be dolls, you know, nothing in them, just dolls. Well, right? they all these dolls are former people, so it makes sense that they do have skeletons. It Although, does, again, but it just weird. it's inconsistent later because Punch gets destroyed. He doesn't have a skeleton in him. But that's, that's how, it, to me, it
0: should have been. Right. In in my opinion. Because then you're adding an extra layer that I don't think really adds anything to the story. Mm. Like, all right, well, now what the fuck are these things, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. So then Enid uh, runs downstairs to try and go get help. Um, she runs into a toy soldier regimen. Uh, regime and uh, it gets blown away by them. Yeah, it's,
3: it's probably my favorite death in a movie. It's
2: still pretty, it's pretty cool. Though. Yeah, it's like uh, Willem Dafoe in Platoon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. They, they even
0: had the slow motion, right?
2: Yeah, she, gets she goes shot
0: in slow motion. She goes to turn around and just gets blasted and. It, it was uh, pretty satisfying. I mean, it's pretty dramatic. <laughs> I I had nothing. Here's the thing: like, I didn't really have anything against any of these characters. I mean, some of them are shitty, and but it's it's the good kind of shitty. Like it's somewhere where you find yourself. It's like a Biff Tannen, if you will. Yeah, sure. Right. It's like an entertaining shitty, not just like oh my god, this person's shitty.
2: Mm-hmm. If
0: there's levels of shitty. I don't, that's one thing I would like to come up with our levels of shittiness in terms of movie characters. <laughs> yeah. it, it's like our, uh, it's so good. It's uh, the Pootie tang effect where it's so right. good, it's, uh, where it's so bad, it's good. But, but seeing her die that way was pretty entertaining. Like, I enjoyed seeing, like, oh, that was fun. That was a good, uh, that was a good kill.
2: Yeah. It's definitely tonally different than the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are the only firearms ever used. Yeah. Uh, so she gets killed. Um, David, the dad, goes back to the room, his room, where he thinks Rosemary's asleep in bed. Um, so he goes to take a shower because he he thinks he smells, but um, <laughs> I guess Rosemary's decomposing very quickly. Yeah. Um, How did um, the body back there? It's the, the power of the dolls. Yeah. Um, so Ralph and Judy, in the meantime, go to investigate the storage room. Um, they find a whole room filled with dolls and toys. And uh, Ralph kind of gets kind of a gleam in his eyes, like, "Oh my god, look at all these toys! These are such such great like uh, craftsmanship and stuff like that." Then, um, unfortunately for him, they uh, they start to corner him and refuse to let him leave. And Ralph freaks the fuck out. <laughs> He's like He goes very over the top.
1: Let's go! <laughs> well, but it's, I like
2: that. No, oh, yeah. Uh, and they he just smashes a whole bunch of them. But then they retaliate by attacking Ralph. Um, some more stop-motion animation, which is very excellent. Um, but Judy steps in and saves them, because she stops the dolls. Um, because I guess they'll listen to her, because she's, she's a kid. Um, and, but they don't let, her, let, let them leave immediately. They are deciding what to do with them. So then we cut to David going back to bed, and realizing Mary, Rosemary is dead. Um, for some reason, she clings to him while he uh, <laughs> freaks out on the bed. Um, and then he immediately blames Ralph and has a fantastic freak out <laughs> That
0: psychotic. Well, what is it? he calls him a psychotic piece of shit or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll kill him. Yeah. I'll kill him. He freaks out. It's a, It's two good freakouts in a row.
2: Yeah. It's very excellent freak out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but this one is this one's the best. Oh, okay, yeah, his
3: his freak out is almost on par with the guy from Sweet Sleepaway camp. <laughs> oh yeah. He's guy like, yeah. I had him.
2: Uh, I heard him. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I, I heard him.
2: him. I'm not gonna let him get away with this, Meg.
0: <laughs> I, I like the uh the dolls having the little uh
1: convention, yeah the For
0: conversation. Timeout. Yeah, the powwow. They have, to exactly. have a little huddle.
1: With
0: us. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Judy somehow realizes, oh, yeah, they're deciding if you're a child or not. And, Bitch, how yeah. do you know that? <laughs> you don't know that. But, it, again, the stop
2: animation is pretty, is pretty yeah. cool. Uh, I love the sailor doll because he just looks, like, really mad about everything. My favorite was the... Uh, the cowboy doll.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Yip, was... Yippee! Yippee!
0: <laughs> I think that's exactly what he says, people. He yeah. ropes Enid and goes yippee! Yippee! Yeehaw! <laughs>
2: it's very uh, creepy. The the sa- the sailor one just like just made me laugh because it just looked like a pissed off toddler. <laughs> like this <laughs> bitch. Who does she think she fucking is? I want to look it up. Mark, who's your favorite doll in this movie?
3: Um. I was fond of the cowboy because that did make me chuckle. Um, but I like the uh, toy soldiers. The toy soldiers. The, the yeah. uh, doing the um, the horn and the drum guy yeah. setting that all up. That that was probably my favorite uh, doll portion of the movie.
0: Oh my god, uh, the, the the sailor doll does look like a pissed off child.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: he looks like his parents dressed him up for you know like picture day. They dra- <laughs> dragged him to the mall and like. Just giving that, like, really,
2: he's got a push on his face. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he is none too happy. Um, but, uh, getting back into it. Uh, so the dolls convene. They decide that Ralph is just a big kid at heart. Um, so they allow him to go. Um, they leave the storage room. And then David goes nuts on Ralph. He's got a broken leg, chair, broken chair leg. Mm-hmm. that uh, he's going to smash Ralph's head in because he believes he killed his wife. Uh, they fight a little bit. Eventually David knocks out Ralph and Judy um just before Ralph uh David is about to smash Ralph's head in with a sledgehammer. Um punch saves the day by throwing knives or screwdrivers at him or something like that. It's they're, they're short projectile problems. projectiles that stab him. Um so they fight for a little bit. Um, so David starts throwing shit at Punch uh, unsuccessfully. Um, Punch manages to stab David a couple of times. Meanwhile, the dolls are dragging Ralph and Judy to safety. Um, David manages to smash the place apart um, in the meantime. Uh, and Punch winds up getting a handle on a, uh, on a power drill. And he's uh, threatening David with it and is going to try and kill him with that. But David manages to unplug it and uh, pulls Punch basically out of his shoes and uh, onto the ground and then he destroys Punch with a a sledgehammer to which he screams out, Fuck you, clowny. It's a good one-liner. Another great moment moment from the dad. Um, At this point, Gabriel and Hillary wake up. And they um, kind of scolds david um tell him he's basically destroying everything and that uh he's demanding his daughter back, and they tell him that he uh, doesn't deserve her takes more to of being takes more to being a father than just you know having a kid um, it's, it's a privilege, not a right yeah um they reveal that they are witches at this point um And they say that essentially adults should, uh, what do they say? They say uh, like callous adults that should surrender themselves to the joy of toys, more or less. And they give each adult that comes into their house a fighting chance to do so. And most of them fail. Um, So in punishment, they decide to turn David into the new Mr. Punch which is a very disturbing transformation scene. Yeah, yeah, it's real bad. Yeah, so essentially, I don't know
0: how so so Gabriel and Hillary they use I guess they use magic on him mm-hmm. to turn him into Punch. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't know what was going on 100% because I thought maybe the original Mr. Punch had done something to him before being smashed to bits. So that so I guess it makes a little more sense now that Gabriel and Hillary are doing it.
2: Yeah, they're just they're just witches. They okay. they allude to it early in the movie and uh
0: That's that's right. I think yeah. doesn't uh Rosemary say something about witchcraft? And they they do like that really stock laughter.
2: Yeah. Like, oh like, no, that's not what we do. Ha ha ha. Exactly. Yeah. Um so it's just witchcraft that so they wind up turning. It's pretty it's pretty well done. Uh it's not exactly American werewolf in London, but it's nice. It's it's pretty pretty shocking. Uh, it it is a creepy. It is a creepy transformation.
0: I think. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to just trying to think of what it what you could uh, compare it to. It's again, it's not like the fly or American Werewolf. Like, what,
2: what would you say in terms of production value? Uh, maybe maybe Teen Wolf. Okay. <laughs> Let's
0: see if there's anything good. I'm I'm just googling it real quick. Continue. It's like almost uh, trying to think. Like Army of Darkness comes up here when I type it in. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's a a
0: decent transformation
2: scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's very it's very over the top.
2: Like I wasn't expecting a transformation scene like this in this movie. Um, so he becomes the new Mister Punch. And then uh, that scene ends and next scene it's morning and Gabriel and Hillary gaslight the shit out of Ralph and Judy. He says that uh, Ralph kind of just wandered off after dinner and fell asleep somewhere and smashed up his, his, his uh, workshop in the process. And that um, Judy's dad just left with, left him, left her um, with, after with rosemary in tow and the hitchhikers too he left with the hitchhikers and rosemary and said that she should go live with her mom in boston and ralph should take her there and he'll pay for getting her there it's fine bye
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's
2: not bad it's a great it's a nice little it's a nice little scene because it's like um this gabriel is like reading off a piece of paper um so he's reading reading the piece of paper to judy saying like her dad's gone and then Ralph said, well, what about the hitchhikers that I came here with? And he's like, oh, oh, yes. Uh, P.P.S. It's, it's here. P.P.S. Uh, I took the hitchhikers with me. Bye. And then Ralph was like, can I see that letter? And then Gabriel just throws it into the fire. It's, it's, <laughs> like, uh, it's gone.
0: It's the uh, the old Aurora Borealis. Yeah. At this like, time oh, of day. Can I see it? it? No.
2: Not to make <laughs> this political, but it totally seems like something Trump would do. Yeah. <laughs> Like I have this piece of paper in my hand that says this. Right. Can we see it? Oops. Nope. <laughs> I swallowed it. Yeah.
0: Global global warming is a total farce. I have it right here in my hand. It says it right here. Global warming is fake. Well, can we see? Oops.
2: <laughs> fell
0: the fire. Oh, I accidentally threw it in the fire.
2: You're just going to have to trust me. And Ralph totally trusts him.
3: He's like, oh. He's just like, oh, shucks. <laughs> I, I think at this point, he just wants to get the fuck out of there. Yeah.
2: He's he, like, what a crazy dream. He even has a pretty
0: good uh, freak out when he wakes up for breakfast. Mm. Like,
3: the, 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 killer fuck? <laughs> yeah, the killer dolls.
1: The killer dolls.
2: It's pretty good. There, there's some quality freak outs in this movie. Yeah. Um. So they're just like, all right. Uh, Ralph was just like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, he's seen enough. Yeah. And then Gabriel and Hillary are just like, oh, you guys could stay if you want. We've grown accustomed to you. You can play with all our toys. And he's like, ah, thanks, for no thanks. And he grabs Judy by the hand and he basically pulls her out of the house. She, I, he thought he leaves, was, I thought he was like carrying her. Yeah. She leaves the ground at one point. He leaves, <laughs> lifts, lifts her straight up into the air by her hand. Um,. And they eventually leave in his car. Uh, she leaves behind her, her teddy. Um, so that teddy has a, has a place with the rest of the dolls and she keeps making promises that she's going to come back next summer. And, uh, Ralph's like, yeah, whatever. Let's go. Yep. And they drive off in his little car. And they have some conversations about her mom and hopefully Ralph and her mom will get along and maybe marry each other. And then as they leave, uh, another person gets their car stuck right out front of the house. So they, so the cycle continues.
3: It's almost like that's a trap.
2: Almost. Oh. Ah. Because Gabriel and Hillary are doing the Lord's work, I guess, or the Devil's work. Because they're witches. Dun dun dun. And that's the end of dolls. Oh. Real real quick before
0: we uh, we wrap up. I'm just hearkening back to an earlier part of the episode. The Punch and Judy show has roots in 16th century Italy. So there you wow. go. That's that's where it yeah. comes from. Pretty long time ago. Yeah, not not too long, but long enough. Yeah. <laughs> just before uh, that time.
2: Yeah, so that was Dolls. Uh, it's kind of fun. It's silly. Um, it has some great over-the-top moments, over-the-top performances. Um, it's kind of what you get from a Stuart Gordon movie kind of not subtle in one way or the other although it doesn't it's yeah it's it, not subtle
0: it, it's not boring either yeah I, right. I watching it I didn't feel like oh my god this need like Amanda and the alien had so many lulls and just the 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 acting from Amanda and the alien and dolls is somewhat similar and that it's not very good but I never felt annoyed by any of the characters in dolls okay and it, it they were you could see that they were having they were having some fun with it especially yep. you know david as we mentioned him doing his epic freak out like he totally chewed the scenery in that one but uh yeah I, I think this movie was kind of a little treasure trove of fun moments sure overall it wasn't a good movie but yeah. you can you could put this on during halloween and just kind of let it run in the background and it's okay mhm
3: yeah yeah, and for me, like I said in the beginning the uh it didn't really pick up for me until until the action started like uh when Isabel uh got kidnapped you know and, and all that from that point forward i was i was in but before that it was it was dragging a little bit for me, and maybe it maybe that's just because the I don't get as uh uh tuned into the ambiance and stuff as you guys do in in these types of movies. Uh, But once some of the action started picking up and some of the, you know, uh, death scenes started occurring um, is when I started having a good time.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think that's a a pretty good uh, way to sum it up. It's Again, it's not great, but when they do get to some of the killings, it's fun. It's silly. And I think it's what you would expect from this movie.
2: Yeah. Um, How would you guys make this better? This movie any better?
0: Uh See, now, I had an idea, but since it, we find out that they're in the English countryside, it kind of throws it away. Uh, I thought the two weakest characters were Enid and Isabel. So maybe throw them out the window, but it makes more sense now that they are in England, supposedly. Um, so that, that that was really how I was going to make it better. Uh, I also kind of thought... Having, from what I thought in the beginning, it was just going to be David, Rosemary, and Judy. And mm-hmm. I kind of liked just having the three of them there because when Ralph, uh, Enid, and Isabel came in, I was like, all right, well, these people are just fodder pretty much for the dolls to kill them. I would have liked to have seen just the maybe David, Rosemary, and Judy trying to survive the night and not have it be like, oh, it's the innocence of a child. You know, it's Gabriel and Hillary are witches, they're evil. And they do this to anyone who enters their domicile. So it's just like a straight-up survival horror kind of movie. But you, you keep the silliness with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Mark?
3: Yeah, essentially um, the only thing that I saw is that I would I would have had the first part of the movie maybe pick up a little bit. But um, I think that, that might come down to, as I've been sitting here thinking about it, is maybe uh, not that you would for a movie of this budget – Um, But if it's unlimited, you know, get some better actors for those main three that we see open the movie. Um, You know, all all the scenes and stuff, they were outside of the bear killing scene um, just seemed really dry. And, you know, uh, it didn't pick up until you got even though they were a little overacting until the hitchhikers came in and Ralph came in and there's a little more energy put into it. Um, but yeah, I think that's what maybe made the first part of the movie drag for me was, uh, that, that part wasn't really compelling. So I would, I would try and spruce that up. And also I would actually go with the more gore, um, to it, um, than uh, what they did maybe, maybe a little more, um, especially on the, uh, killing of Rosemary. Um, cause some of my favorite parts for our movies is seeing the people that absolutely deserve it. Um, get killed in awful ways
0: it, it keep it more in tones of how Judy imagines Teddy killing uh, yeah. rosemary and david I, I agree I think that would have been cool to see and to your point, mark, when you're saying maybe get someone somewhat better actors since the 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 uh the director didn't he also we said he did uh, rea- reanimator right mm-hmm. maybe try to get Jeffrey Combs in there. Jeffrey Combs, oh, yeah. Yeah. he you know he's not a great actor, but for these types of movies, he fits the role perfectly. Yeah, uh, I could totally see him playing the dad. Yeah, um, yeah. or if he, if he wanted to make uh, Gabriel and uh, was it um, Hillary? Hillary, maybe maybe make them not older, like old age, but maybe middle age. You could have had Jeffrey Combs as Gabriel, but I, I think you're right, Anthony. I think maybe having him as the father, because again, he's a very over the top actor.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think I think you go either one of two ways for this movie. You can either go um, the more the more uh, gore way, mm-hmm. kind of punch up the the deaths of uh, Isabel and uh, Rosemary specifically, um, or you kind of go the other way. You kind of turn it into a, a more kid-friendly horror movie because I don't think there's enough of those. I think there are like kind of gateway drugs for kids for horror movies. Um, you know, like Hocus Pocus, I guess, is one, and uh, I guess Poltergeist is probably a movie that is um, people people's usually their first introduction to horror because it's, it's like a PG rating, despite mm-hmm. the fact that it's one of the scariest movies ever made. <laughs> but um, I think you could. You go either one of two ways. You go full in for the gore, or you go the opposite way. Tone it down, and you get a PG rating for this. So it, it becomes one of those like rare gems that is a decent horror movie that kids could watch. Yeah. Now, did this come out before Child's Play? I
0: think Child's Play was 88? Let's see. Uh, 88, yep. Okay, so this obviously... Predates Child's Play, so yeah, you you could have. You know, I, so I guess it makes more sense that it was this way. We, I don't know if Child's Play took notes off of Dolls, I because mean, it's. I mean, Child's Play is more of a straight up horror movie. Yeah, this this is more slapstick kind of horror. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not straight up horror. So, yeah, I was gonna say if you if this had come out after Child's Play, you definitely could have gone the more kid-friendly version of that because it's like, all right, yeah. so we have Child's Play, that's the straight-up horror, and now Dolls is more of a kid-friendly one, but I can't really say that now.
2: Mm-hmm. That
0: would have been mine. Um,
2: yeah. I think um, they're both
0: good, uh, good ideas to to make it a little bit more, uh, not, not watchable, but because it, this is a watchable movie. Yeah. But I, I think it definitely would spruce it up a little bit and make it. Uh, we don't know what the. Right, Anthony? We don't know what the uh, office. box office is, but maybe that no, could have helped.
2: No box office numbers. Um, I wonder if it was just straight to video. I don't know. Um, all I know is, as uh, one little trivia thing I wanted to drop uh, before we kind of wrap things up, um, Stuart Gordon was at one point very interested in directing a sequel to this film initial storyline would have followed Judy and Ralph back to Boston, where Ralph would have indeed married Judy's mother, and they would all become a family. One day, Judy would receive a box sent from England that would contain the toy makers, Gabriel and Hillary, as dolls. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, that's, that's interesting kind of weird. idea. Like that something turned Gabriel and Hillary into dolls. But that's not a bad sequel idea. That's a pretty good sequel idea, i gotta, yeah. I got to be honest.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think that's pretty I would watch cool. that,
2: Yeah.
0: And then so how so something turned Gabriel and Hillary into dolls? So what they have to figure out what it was,
2: or something's coming after or, her.
0: Oh, maybe they know. Yeah. Mm. So now they have oh. to watch their back. Maybe the yeah. dolls revolted against Gabriel and Hillary. Yeah. So now the army of dolls that they've created are have now risen up. <laughs> there, there we go. We just wrote the sequel.
2: Pretty good, sort of. <laughs> That was um, yeah. Uh, I think I think that's that's all she wrote for dolls. Uh, unless you guys have any final thoughts.
3: No, I I was really excited at the end with the how they did the doll versions of the characters. I oh, was waiting you know. for that reveal of the whole movie. <laughs>
2: yeah, um that that was pretty cool. Uh yeah, I guess that's gonna do it. Uh you guys got any plugs?
0: Sure do. We have a we have a few plugs now, don't we folks? Yeah. Uh well for one you could follow me on Twitter at D One Twenty Two. Uh you could also please give me a follow. I need followers. I'm I'm stuck in that nineties range. I need to I'm a ninety nine. I need to break
3: Oh man I need,
0: I need to break hundred. So if anyone's listening out there, give me a pity follow.
3: Oh man, uh, and he's a sub one hundred er
0: I'm a sub one hundred. <laughs> yeah because i'm not a shill all right for all these other people who just tweet random things i tweet from the heart all right (laughs) it always gets me in trouble um yeah so follow me on there uh you could also follow our dungeons and dragons real play podcast uh at stranger damies which i also run and that's it for me what about you fellas
3: yeah so um i actually got two tonight um uh, first off, as we normally do, um, just aired right before this, uh, Stranger Damies, um, one of the final two episodes before the end of the session and we'll be all caught up, um, which means uh, two weeks um, from this airing will be hopefully a Talking to Strangers episode um, because I wanted to do a check-in with you guys and before we go to video, uh, starting uh, the first uh, session in or the first episode in July. Um, so, or actually might be second, I gotta look at the calendar, but, um, yeah, so, uh, on looked out for that, um, you know, we're gonna be YouTube, you know, all that good stuff, um, at this point, so, uh, I'm excited, um, gotta, gotta finish up some story things after listening to these final two episodes, I got some good ideas that I didn't think about until I reheard them, um, again, so, um, I got some work. And then also, we uh, started a uh, video game podcast, um, which is actually hosted by uh, Tom, um, our our Dragonborn Paladin from Stranger Damies. Um, it's called The Gamer Vault. Um, so you can uh, catch us on Podbean right now, because iTunes has some draconian thing where you need, I think, one or two episodes posted, before you can go on there. Um, so it's thegamervault.podbean.com. Uh, you can check out our first episode reviewing... Um, E3, um, and also, you know, we're at Gamer Vault Podcast, maybe Gamer Vault Podcast. Isn't it Game Vault? Um, Game Vault. Game Vault, I'm okay. sorry.
0: No, it's yeah. okay. I, just, I wanted it's to late. double check. Yeah, I yeah. totally hear you, sir.
3: Yeah. Um, and plus also Tom changed the name twice, so. <laughs> uh, you,
2: you guys are off to a, a great start right now. I think that's also why the Twitter is currently restricted. Cause you okay. change it multiple times in a day.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, is, is that what Twitter
0: does?
3: Uh, apparently, they,
0: they kind of uh, they chastise you. Apparently.
3: Yeah. So uh, yeah. So that'll be bi-weekly. Um, Going to post Mondays um, would be my goal um, for that. Are so. you stuck? Are
2: you stuck editing it?
3: No. No, Tom edits it. Okay. That's why I just said the goal is Monday. Now you said <laughs> my goal. Yes, because that's when I want to post it, but it comes down okay. to when Tom can edit it. Okay. So, yeah. I was just curious. Because I'm thinking Monday's a good day for it, so that we can get all the news from the week, but again, not editing it, so I don't have as much control over it as Stranger Damies,
0: So We're slowly taking over every day of the week. Yeah. Right, if that's the <laughs> case, you'd have the Game Vaults podcast on Monday, you'd have Stranger Damies on Wednesday, they call this a movie on Thursday. It's
3: pretty good. It's Perfect slot there on Tuesday for a little married cinematic universe.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know we, that's we that's something that. I, listen, I'm trying to do it. all right? <laughs> I'm the only one who wants to do married cinematic universe.
1: Yeah, I, it's not lies.
0: Right, I swear to God, I'm I'm always like, oh, let's let's do it. Eh, we'll see, we'll see. And just, listen, uh, there's only you can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make her drink. Yeah. And I I'm I'm not calling my wife a horse by the way.
3: Thanks for the clarification. And it's
0: just the it's a uh, it's just a <laughs> saying.
3: Um and of course you can follow me on uh Twitter with at off the mark tweet. Um mostly with anything to do with the, the website here, mostly be retweeting, so um you know, follow those accounts. They they need to follow us a little bit more And I do because I just I tweet bullshit, so it does. I'm really bad at self-promotion, so um, it's probably better to follow the accounts, Twitter feeds, for any information.
2: Okay. Yeah, uh, we are They Call This Movie. You can find us on theycallthismovie.podbean.com, and through that, you can get us on just about every podcast streaming app available to you. iTunes, Stitcher, we're on. Basically, any place you could find podcasts, you could probably find us uh we are the is the main website um and through that uh the main damy if you go on twitter facebook and instagram if you search the main Damey you will find us um we're now part of geek vibes nation uh they do they help us out uh, get our uh, podcast out there uh so if you're listening to us on our own podcast streaming um uh feed you yep. can go to Geek 5's Nation on any podcast streaming app. You could find us there, as well as a whole bunch of other shows that they do. Um, they do basketball. I mean, I, basketball is wrapped up, but they had a full uh, weekly basketball show. They got a wrestling show. I think they have a comics show. Um, Geeks Against the Grain is a show that Mark has popped up on a couple of times. Um, their website is gbnation.com. Uh, they got a lot of reviews on there, as well as a, a place where you can find all their podcasts. Great, great website. Go give those guys a follow. A lot of great stuff on there. Um, we'll probably be popping up more often than not on there uh, coming up. Um, talk about a
0: talk about owning the week. I think they pretty much put out something every day.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think even on the weekends they they've yeah. got something. And um, no days off. They've got something for everybody there. Uh, if you like, if you're into geek stuff, whatever it might be, you're probably going to find something there. They're the Patriots
0: uh, Organization of Geekdom. No days off. Do your job. No days
2: off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think that's all the ways you're going to get yeah. in contact with us. Uh, I am at Ant Delvec on Twitter. Uh, Mark, did you have something you wanted to squeeze in? Or are you just yeah. agreeing with me again?
3: No, no. It, I, was just, I was trying to think if I did. Oh, um, I think the only thing we didn't mention is that we will, we do will have an Instagram for for the Gamer Vault or oh. for the Game Vault.
2: Game Vault. Uh, it's your show. That,
3: damn it. <laughs> well, no, it's technically Tom's show. It's
2: Tom's show. Well, it's more show, more your show than our show.
3: Mm.
2: <laughs>
0: I got to tell you, that's something that I'm really happy that I'm not involved in because doing this podcast takes a lot out of me. Yeah, because we, I mean, we you you know, always record at night. Have
2: to... And you don't even have to edit it or post it, right? Or- That's true. I'm j- I'm just talking. Yeah,
0: I'm That's doing my fine. best not to say really shitty things that ruin this podcast.
2: That's, <laughs> That's what- always just if you're like almost there to most of the time. You're just I, on that verge. I I usually tiptoe the line,
0: especially <laughs> when talking about uh, Judy from Sleepaway Camp. I felt like I was kind of getting, <laughs> I was teetering a little bit there.
2: Yeah, so uh, that's all the ways you're going to get in contact with us. Um, that's going to do it. Next week we'll have a whole new episode for you. Um, this week the movie has been Dolls from 1987, directed by Stuart Gordon. So for Mark Myers and Dan Aquino, this is Anthony D'Avecchio telling Stuart Gordon to go fuck himself.